Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. This is Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. The podcast where back of house Ali and front of house Marco talk food and drink. Heads up. These two spent decades in restaurants, so some mature content and language is bound to come up. Get ready for Eat and Drink. Forks up. Uh, I'm so happy to get birthday. that t-shirt. Did you get it off of Amazon? Sorry. Got it let's off stop. of Amazon. Let's start. No, no. Let's, we're st- we've started. Oh. Uh, this is Eat and Drink. I'm Marco Timpano. I'm Ali Hassan. We've got a very special guest with us today. Yes. Uh, who is not wearing a Dolly Parton t-shirt. No. But Marco is. Yes. But our guest sees something that they have ordered online and is a bit jealous, I yeah. think. Is that not? Is that what? I'm waiting for it to arrive. Yeah. Right. <laughs> our guest is Lev Levine. Thank you for being a part of uh, this episode, this special episode of Eat and Drink. Very Why are you special. speaking like a robot? Because I just want to make sure I get... I mean, I'm excited, A. Okay, okay, a, I'm excited. <laughs> B, the fact that my Dolly Parton shirt is being recognized makes me feel great. <laughs> we were talking about Dolly Parton's America, great podcast. If you haven't listened to it yet, definitely listen to it. We support all podcasts. We do. I'm excited to see how much you spill in a place that's not our studio. Right. Right? This will be exciting. I'm sure Lev's going to enjoy watching uh, Ice and Lime. I'm not going to spill. I'm I'm a spiller, but I'm going to be very careful. (laughs) We are at Lox and Schmier at 1030 St. Clair Avenue West in Toronto. If you are in this city and you like to eat sensational food by a place that ha- that exudes love and authenticity and is not a rubber stamp restaurant that you see everywhere. That's critical, yeah. Yeah, you got to come to Lox and Schmier. And and the other thing worth mentioning that you've told us, Lev, that I don't think we would have known. I knew because of the smell immediately when I came in. I was like, this business, this place of business, takes its fish smoking very seriously. And I knew that just because there was a scent of... Now, I, I, either, I was like, either you smoke it or that I'm recognizing something... Uh, else in that uh, that's a cold yeah. smoker so you are sort of your um you, what is it not mo but your focus and your expertise lies in fish smoking and everything else comes around that is that right correct yeah so people come in here yeah okay that's what we do we did are... you smoke fish in as a as a kid at home did your parents do no. that no that so self-taught not no, from no, no, your no. family no just not from own. my family no okay we were like everyone else when we went to Costco and got packs of salmon. Sure, okay. The grocery store got packs of salmon. Yes. Um, when I decided to open this place, I jerry-rigged a cold smoker in my then-basement apartment and just started smoking. I tested recipes. I looked up recipes. I did my research. And here I am. Amazing. Uh, the name. Tell me about the name, Lox and Schmier. Lox is a term... That is technically used for gravlocks, mm-hmm. so that's only cured salmon. Um, growing up, we use the term lox for smoked salmon, and so lox comes from gravlocks, which comes from the Scandinavian word grave to bury, and that's what you typically right. do. That's mm-hmm. how you first start the process. You start curing the salmon, you bury it in your salt, sugar, whatever else, um, and so that's kind of where the lox part came from. We use lox as in smoked salmon, schmear as in cream cheese or to schmear cream cheese, so it can kind of be used for 
a few different. Is shmir uh, a Yiddish word? I hear the shma, and I immediately think, you know. Yeah, yeah, shmuck probably. And, uh, I didn't mean to look at you, Marco. Shma, schmuck, you know, shmata, yeah, shmir, schmaltz, all that stuff. It's not a sort of like a created word. It's an actual No, it's an actual word. Oh, okay. it's, a re- okay. it's a real word. Yeah. I don't know if it's specifically in Yiddish, like a cream cheese or a spread, but we right. use it as cream cheese and spread. I want to ask on uh, before one thing. we get there oh, before okay, we get to okay, that. Sure, yes, okay? Please. Because I got to make the cocktail. Make the cocktail. So please, so let me please. get to the cocktail. Standing so we're in way. we're in the restaurant just so everyone knows. We're here on St. Clair at Lox and Schmier after and hours. After hours because you've had a busy day, busy weekend. Uh it's it's not a place where you you're going to have to wait a bit, but it's going to be worth the wait. But not longer than no. like 10 minutes. That's the, the beauty. The most I ever waited was maybe 5. And there was a lineup at the door, yeah. and you had to have realized that you were going to have to wait for a moment. Yeah, and you're a two- you even wait at McDonald's. I'm sorry. You're a two <laughs> person. You're a two person team. <laughs> two person team, and you crank it out. Yes, you do something that Ali loves, which is you do one thing extremely well. Not one yes. thing like you don't. It's not like you're you're making omelets nope. here. It's yeah. Nope. Yeah. One right. thing and do it well. I learned that from a restaurant that I used to work for, and they took that slogan from, I think, Steam Whistle. Steam Whistle has, like, do one thing and yeah. do it really well. I drink a lot of Steam Whistle. Yeah. Um, they support the arts, and I love that. They support the arts, Listen. which is amazing. I, I like I, a Pilsner, I drink a lot. and I do I support stuff. them financially. Listen. Great. Uh, I see the locks, and I see the schmear in front, but before we get to that, I'm going to make the cocktail that I thought would go well with this dish. I hope it does. It's a cherry gin ricky. All right? So let's see how this works. You be honest, Lev. If it's not for you, you just t- let us know. We're not we're not shrinking violets here. No. We can take it. I can love. I? Is this Dylan's? Yeah. I love Dylan's gin. Okay. I love cherries. All right. Th- does that gin. go well with uh, lox and schmear or like I I thought sure. I thought cherries cream cheese they, they it makes a nice combination. <laughs> so I thought this would be a nice drink to complement it. Yeah. I've heard of the term lime ricky. Yeah. Is it the same? Lime ricky. So uh, a gin ricky is a cocktail from the 1800s. And it was first bourbon based, so it was bourbon, lime, lime with it, and then a pretty simple drink, uh, a bit of club soda. And that was the Gin Ricky. First bourbon, a lot of those drinks from the 1800s in the US started with bourbon bases and then they sort of morphed in. So that's the Gin Ricky. Now, to your question, the Lime Ricky is the version, virgin version of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you might remember that. Do you guys remember that restaurant? That restaurant chain, yeah. Lime Ricky's. It was Oh, that's where I know Delicious. Lime okay. And they They're had this drink. Fingers. They served this drink that looked like a kid's or family restaurant. They served the, the Lime Virgin. Yeah. Of yeah. Lime yes, Ricky. of course. Of course All right. Are. So what we're going to do here, in a tall glass, you're going to put one ounce of lime juice, uh, hence the lime version of this, right? I, I'm using a fine strainer. You can see I've already spilled a little bit on the table. Uh, so I'm going to do it's, that. It's uh, endless. Be ready for this. Oh, you brought tools. Listen, yeah, yeah, I wasn't, the tools are beautiful. I wasn't going to assume anything, and I didn't want you to have to do any, because well, you had a busy you. day. I wouldn't I have like, had anything for you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Oh, like, you're, a, you're a, what did you call it? Uh, what did you do with your smoker in your basement? You jerry-rigged it? I jerry-rigged a cool We could have jerry-rigged a... Uh, I'm, yeah, I mean you know? straining, not straining. We could have taken the top off the cap on there. I'll so put I the cap on there, bud. So I don't So you don't knock it over and spill it. With I'm lighter. impressed that you're straining, to be quite honest. Well, because it's fresh lime juice. Okay. And so some people aren't for the pulp. And I think this particular drink, it'll blend better without the pulp. Now we're going to put two ounces of cherry gin in the cherry gin... Uh, 
Ricky here. And okay. as uh, Lev mentioned, it is uh, it's the uh, it's Dylan's, right? Yeah. That's a preference of yours. It's, or are there numerous options? There are other options, but like Lev, if I can use local, this is uh, based in Niagara Falls. Yeah. yeah. Products I'm going to, and they do a great rose gin, yes. a great regular gin, a vodka. great white rye or clear rye, and they do a fantastic the cherry gin. Yeah. And they're bitters. Yes, that's they what do I have. A lot I have of an orange, bitters. an orange something bitters. I don't know what it is. Burnt orange bitters or something like that. Anyway, yeah. All right, so then we're gonna just add club soda to this, my friends. And Bob's your uncle? Almost Bob's your uncle. Almost, 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 almost. It, it calls for a lime wedge, so you can put the lime wedge and then squeeze it in there if you like. But because it's a cherry uh, Ricky, I thought it was important to incorporate the Amarena cherries that we've been going on about for the last few episodes of Eat and Drink. So well, I let's, have... let's never stop going on about them. I really, I don't even have much of a sweet tooth, but something about these cherries, and something about the flavor is really something. So he... Um, the way I feel, we'll get to this, the way I feel about a bad bagel is the way he feels about maraschino cherries. It's just an insult to everything in this world. So he um, he introduced me to these cherries here, these Amarena. Uh, what's the, there's a word with an F there. Fab, 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 Fabri is the, is the people who make it. Oh, that's the family. That's yeah. the family. They come in a beautiful white. You know exactly. it. Yeah, I just bought that for my, okay. my partner's mother. All right. Can you give that a stir? Give that that's a stir. for you. Thank you. And feel free to put the lime in if you'd like. This is going to be delicious. And if you need a straw, there's a metal straw for you oh, all there. So this is the cherry gin, Ricky. I've never made this before. You tell me if this works. Lev, I'm looking to you to see if this would be a cocktail that you could have with uh, your beer. Oh, great. It's, it's light and refreshing, and I yeah. think that would go really well with a bagel. Yeah. Yeah, I think you call it, you, you nailed it, buddy. And All if right. somebody wanted it to be sweeter, I think they could put in a teaspoon of the Amarena Here it is, syrup, if anybody wants. I, I don't. don't if you yeah. want to add the syrup to it, be my guest. Otherwise, I'll, uh, I'll just leave it here. All right, so we got our cocktail. It seems like it's got the thumbs up from everyone here. Yeah. Uh, now let's get to the heart of this. Let's get to the We're heart We're here of it. at Lox and Schmier, and I want to know, first of all, you deal in Montreal-style bagels. Montreal bagels. Montreal bagel. <laughs> Montreal-style bagels, Montreal bagels. No, you're We right. say style. Sure. We're not in Montreal. It's, they're baked in Toronto, so they're Toronto-Montreal bagels. But what is a Montreal bagel versus a regular or New York-style bagel? Because I'm sure we have some international listeners who are like, I don't understand, they're going on about these Montreal-style yeah. bagels. For me, they're my favorite. One of them has respect for themselves, one of them does not, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> we say there are two things we don't talk about here, and it's yes. bagels and politics. Okay. That's hilarious. There, there are just such opposing opinions about bagels. Yeah. Yeah. It's shocking. I didn't realize. Oh, there's even a Detroit style bagel. I don't know if you've heard of that. Ah, so, get out of here. No, no, I had it. It's fantastic. <laughs> it but okay. nothing for me beats the Montreal style bagel. It's heaven. I love it. It's got a sweetness because they put a bit of honey in the water. I believe when mm -hmm. it, when they boil it. Yep. Mm. Um, well, it. it I think it goes back to this this idea that we touch on quite a bit, Marco and I, yep. of, of like the name. If you're going to make a Kaiser with a hole in it, don't call it a bagel. Call it a holy Kaiser. And now uh, maybe I'll enjoy it, but you've set up some expectations. Call it a go fuck yourself. Because if I'm going to have nice. a Kaiser with a hole in it and you're going to tell me it's a bagel, you might as well just slap me, right? Because I'm not going to have I that. I'm kiss sorry. You right now. No. Yeah, you know, uh, like, listen. Come on. Come on. Huh? Uh, I love it. I All feel right. exactly like what you're saying right now. I'm loving what you're saying. You're What's right important on. to you, Lev, mm -hmm. if you're 
having a bagel that's uh, stuffed with or that has a schmear and whatnot on it. Ratios have to be on point. Thank you. Thank you. And I think a Montreal bagel does a great job in not being too bready. No. It's not too much. Okay. They can be a little smaller than the average person wants, mm -hmm. but I don't think you need more. It needs Very to Very dense. It's a it's, dense collection of bread. It's I mean, dense, but if dealt with appropriately, it doesn't have to be too dense. Right. Well, so, what I'm saying is people who want more understand just eat a that second you're bagel. getting... Yeah. Just eat a second. Okay. I came here because you had this thing going on. If you use these special points, you could get that bagel. And we're like, let's try this new place. Mm -hmm. And it brought me in. Then that I, it, yes, it, that was your first, yes, I remember you now, exactly that and, first time. And then I, I uh, wrote a review mm -hmm. and I loved it. My wife loved it. And it was from that moment on I said to Ali, I go, I want to go to this place because it's my favorite bagel that I've ever had. And I want the chef and the owner of the place if they would be willing to be on our podcast. So, can we sample this? Because he, you haven't tried it. I have favorite bagel. I know I'm, I'm really like your Woodbridge buddy. What listen, you know sooner than later, right. because they do have like okay a life. Okay. So what we have here that is the vegan. This is the vegan. That's the fancy fancy. All right. We'll have half and what half. Do you think? Should I try one first over the other, or does it go matter? for gold? Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. gold. Not for sure. not that our vegan bagel isn't good. We sell a ton of them. It's yeah. a great option yeah, for people. And you make people. the vegan cream cheese, cashew cream it. cheese. Cashew cream take a bite because, yeah. buddy, I need you to take a bite of that, and then while you're talking about that, I will talk about. That. I'm excited to try the vegan. Bagel. Tell me about this vegan bagel. Okay, so because a Montreal-style bagel has egg in the actual bread, we, we had to find something that was for gluten-free people and for vegan people. Okay. And this bagel ended up just kind of killing two birds with one stone. Um, so we get that gluten-free bagel from a fully gluten-free bagel facility, uh, a fully gluten-free facility Great. in Toronto. So it's called Jamaro Bakery. And these bagels are quite delicious. They have no egg in them and they're also gluten-free. And then the cheese itself yeah. is a dairy-free cheese. Dairy and free. you, tell us, you make this yes. in-house. Tell us about it. Um, we take cashews and we soak them and then I make it into a flavorful spread. Um, we say that our, our cashew dairy-free cream cheese is nothing like a cream cheese. Because it can't be. Because it can't be. Right. If, if you're making a plant-based product and you're not using soy product, you're not going to get the same consistency. You're not going to get that similar texture. But what we've done is we've made a really delicious spread that can be used as an alternative and that can make a really decent sandwich. All right, I'm going to try this. This is the quietest he's ever been. I'm in a on very good place. Okay, tell us about I'm what you've experienced. Okay? Well, here's what... Here's what Lev does with, this is called the fully loaded. This is the fancy fancy. So fancy, it is fancy. fully loaded. It is fully loaded. It's the whole shebang. There are um, slices of cucumbers. What is on the cucumbers? Is that Montreal Steak's place? Uh, salt and pepper, okay. We season appropriately okay. because you need to. You need to. Uh, there are, are these pickled in any way, these there red onions? There are both pickled red onions and, and raw red right, onions. Okay, and getting both. And they're thinly sliced. Yes, very, very thinly Which sliced. Which is important. Which important. you are, I can see your commitment to ratios in the sandwich. There's, a, is this alfalfa sprout? Fresh alfalfa. Fresh alfalfa. I should mention that it's house pickled onions. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We Sorry. pickle everything in-house. Okay. We do, we literally do everything but bake the bagels and churn the cream cheese. Mm-hmm. And bake some of our our sweet products like okay. our desserts that are on a rotation okay. but i just don't have enough time to do that at this point sorry go yeah. on you were fresh talking dill. 
delicious yes. fresh dill in here. When I buy dill, I got to work hard to get to through a, a like it's a massive quantity of like a bunch of dill. I was just talking to I a customer like about that. I don't feel like you have any challenges here with your. Oh, we go through dill exactly. And then this is your in-house smoked salmon. And there's some capers in there. And there's capers, which I see here, which are my favorites. And uh, it is an amazing... Okay, here's what, why I fell in love with your place and what you do, okay? <laughs> You're not skimpy. You're not skimpy. You do it right. You, you, you pile it on, but not, not you don't pile it on in an obscene way. Like, it's not a ton of cream cheese and then everything else is forgotten. Like, it's a cream cheese bagel with a bit of other bullshit. It's like respect for all the items that you have in your bagel and the way you do it. To me, it's very authentic. To me, it's very much like the way a, a Jewish person would expect it. And I, and I don't mean to sound uh, talking out of terms here, but... As an Italian, if I was to have a pizza or something that's authentically Italian, I would have an expectation of how I would want it. And I feel like this is the expectation that not many places deliver, but you do incredibly well. Is that fair to say, yeah, or am yeah, I talking yeah. on my no, ass no, right well, now? That you are always doing at some level, but <laughs> I love, this is, um, it's funny, you, I was thinking about my buddy, I have a friend, Brad, who I used to work with at Future Shop many years ago. We were in our 20s. Um, first good Jewish friend. We, I'd had Jewish people that I knew. This was a buddy I'd been to his house, come mm -hmm. to my house. And I remember he came to my house and I had bagels and I deserved this. You know, this, mm -hmm. is, this is basically how I treat you on a regular basis. Yeah. I toasted a bagel and I applied cream cheese almost in like the portion you would apply butter. You know, just a thin sort of... And he was so... He was just like... Oh, for the love of God. And he ripped the knife out of my hand and the cream cheese. He said, give me that. And he put an amount that was like... For me, huge. But in my house, you know, like there's heart disease and this and that. So my mother was much more skimpy right. with everything, whether it be jam or nothing yeah. was layered on the way. But I, I saw his disappointment in me, which you have seen. Oh, yeah. The times I've been disappointed with you, which is Often, daily. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I, I always remember, like, the self-respecting amount of cream cheese that should be on a bagel. And I, I feel like you're there. You're, of course you're there. We do the ratios that I think are appropriate. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it's perfect for everyone. Some people like a lighter schmear. Some people like a heavier schmear. And as a business owner and not necessarily a, like a cook, we do what people want. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, people are spending their hard-earned money here and I'd like to make them happy. Well, now, do asked. I like doing a light schmear for people? Mm -hmm. No. Right. Do a heavier schmear? It's outrageous. How much cream cheese can you really put on something? Sure. That's the phone, by the way, in case that people are wondering what, yes. what's going on. I don't know why someone's calling me Listen. right now. Yeah. Our yeah. hours of operation are very so clear. <laughs> Listen, that means they want they want. There what are they no can boundaries. Yeah. Well, we didn't ask you, but you've made this the way you like to make it. Yes. And I no really feel like you this are a ratio master. This I is really the standard. Feel, yeah. Okay, I'm going to talk about this vegan bagel, and you're going to have this other half once mm -hmm. you're done that. All right, so first of all, uh, as far as bagel is concerned, it's on point. It doesn't feel like a gluten-free. It doesn't bagel. feel like a gluten-free. It doesn't feel uh, the texture and the taste are there. It is different. It is different. Don't get me wrong. No, but not bad. But not bad. No, it's different. its own thing. Yes. And if I was not having gluten, or if I was being strict vegan, I would be like, "Damn, yes, this is gonna work for me." The uh, cream cheese. Yes. 
the vegan cream cheese you, ha you have here, I think goes really well with the bagel too. It has that creaminess that I need. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have the color of cream cheese. It no. kind of has the color of uh, light hummus, hummus, if you will. Exactly. Uh, but it, it, it offers so much. Uh, to this bagel, so I'm gonna I'm gonna just do this with my 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 fingers. I hope you know. And I want to say this, and I know I'm treating my own own, but this drink goes really well it's with tasty. these with these bagels. Do you, yeah, do you agree? I totally yeah, agree? I gotta I say, totally man. Agree. Tell me about what excites you with regards to what you make and how your customers appreciate it. Running a business is hard. Yeah. It's hard. Um, Running a business in food in is even harder you, because you, more restaurants. And and food food places close within their first year. Yeah, mm -hmm. than any other business. Someone once told me when I decided to open this place that they said nine out of ten food businesses fail within the first year. If you can get past that first year or two years right. without being in a massive amount of debt or yeah. just in a decline, you're doing it. That's the conventional wisdom. That yeah. is. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. It's not it's not easy and I've worked really hard to keep this thing going. What makes it worth it is the fact that we have customers who have been here since day 1 and they continue to come here and will be almost 3 years in June and I have people who eat here 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 times a week and they get the same thing over and over again, and they're not sick of it. Those are the product advocates that every business needs. Those super fans. It's just so great. I, I wanted to create fans of my food. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, you have to be consistent with what you're offering. If you eat this bagel today, and you come back and you order it on Saturday, it has to taste the same. There has to be no difference, and we've done that. We've actually, you know, we haven't done that. We've only gotten better. And I think our product right now is at its peak. There were a lot of kinks to work out in terms of how we were going to run this the business. Um, there will always be variation in food based on like season. These both of these sandwiches should have tomato in them. Okay, yeah, we, I saw you have a. But sign. we removed tomatoes yeah. because during the fall and winter, tomatoes are garbage. They're mealy. They're watery. Who wants some styrofoam in their sandwich? There's, Coming right up. It, it made no sense for me. And, and I didn't know, I, I didn't have the intention of taking them off the menu in the fall and winter, but in my first year, when fall and winter came around and I was ordering my tomatoes and going to the grocery store and getting tomatoes, I just thought, this is garbage. Yeah. This is ridiculous. The price goes up, the quality goes down. Yeah. Mm. Most people actually who are into food, they ask for tomatoes to be removed from the yeah. sandwich. <laughs> and so I just said to myself, I'm not going to mess with having to choose good tomatoes and ripen good tomatoes yeah. and, and have them at the quality that I, I need them to be at. So I'm just going to remove them from the menu. That's doing one thing and doing it right. Mm -hmm. You know, and like saying, I'm not going to sacrifice the, the quality of my food because one food item is not at its peak. What do you think of the vegan bagel? I really like it. I really like it. I wasn't sure if it had different ingredients from same, the other. Same, same. Different same. cream cheese, different bacon. Yeah, I love it. It's a good and option. Exactly like Marco said, you're not like, you're not here uh, thinking that this is like an insult to bagels everywhere. You have the understanding if it's a gluten-free bagel, it is going to taste different, but it's not a bad difference. We tell all. everyone. Yeah. We, we now with like gluten-free trends and people trying to eat like quote-unquote healthier, Yeah. we have people coming in saying... 
I'm not usually gluten-free, but I want a, the gluten-free bagel. And we say to them, a Montreal bagel is very different than the gluten-free bagel. It's a different experience. They are still very tasty. But if you can have the Montreal bagel, please have the Montreal mm-hmm. bagel. If you can eat regular cream cheese, do it. It's what we've chosen. This is a really great alternative. We sell a ton of vegan bagels. We sell a ton of dairy-free cream cheese on regular bagels. Yep. For folks who are dairy intolerant or can't handle the high milk fat mm-hmm. content, it's it's a great option. And I think to be a good business, you have to have options for people. I, I hope you don't lose any of your suppliers or any because I think you really found you. you we first you basically actually, said you're at peak bagel, and I didn't I didn't know if that. Like, I don't know what the kinks were in year one and year two, but I, I'm tasting peak bagel. Just, right just working out how we do things, staying with our par levels, keeping to the quality, making sure everything is spot on all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, you do something that I've never seen before. You spritz your bagel. Yeah. You spritz your bagel. A secret. That's yeah. not a secret. Is it okay? It's not uh, a secret. We'll okay. give people care you need, cards. You need to tell, you need to. Explain it. Yeah. I love it. I don't know why, but I just, when you did it, when I saw you do it, I was like, all right, this is some sort of trade secret. This is something that I don't know that, just tell me. That's all I can say. Do you know why the bagels get spritzed? Okay. No. Bagels and baked goods in general lose hydration content once they're done the process. Sure. Um, when we toast them, toasting technically removes hydration. That's right. why things get crispy. You throw something into a deep fat fryer, it's, it bubbles, bubbles, bubbles. That's all the water. That's all the hydration. And when something gets super crispy in a deep fat fryer, it stops bubbling. And that means that all of that water content is gone. And that's why you have a really crispy piece of chicken or you have a really crispy French fry. It means that everything, all of the hydration is gone from it and you have a really crispy product. And that's what a lot of people love. Um, When you're toasting a piece of bread, when you're toasting a bagel, things get crispy because they lose their water content. I didn't want things to, I didn't want our bagel to get crispy. I didn't want it to destroy the roof of your mouth when you're biting into it. We toast to get it nice and warm and chewy and that's what we all love in a Montreal style bagel is that chew that texture to it Mm -hmm. I still wanted it to be nice and warm because I think the warmed aspect really does well with the product but I didn't want it to get hard and crispy so we add water to it so as it's toasting we go low and slow I could have gotten those like rotator toaster ovens that radiate heat and that just like kind of send it through at the same time frame for every bagel, no matter if it's like the freshest bagel or if it's the oldest bagel. Mm. With the method that we use, I'm able to control everything about what I'm making. And so we go low and slow for our toasting. We don't toast to get crispy. We toast to get chewy. I add water as we're toasting to put that water back into the bagel that would otherwise be removed from the process. How did you know to do that? It's the second bake. Really? Yeah, it's the so, second bake. Yeah. So, and that's, I mean, that's the easiest way for me to explain it. It's the second bake. So when people come in and say, oh, you are you don't sell fresh bagels during the week? How awful. Like, I have to go somewhere else to get my fresh bagel. We say frozen doesn't mean not fresh. Um, if you follow the method that we give you and we send people home with little cards that explain everything about what you have to do, 
you could have a delicious bagel and it's 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 simulating it coming right from the oven we just did and in fact the only time i don't like the bagel toasted a little bit at least is if you're standing in a place where it's coming off the ore, the yeah. paddle. But that's, and the, that's different, and right? That's a different thing. Yeah. That's different. Otherwise, that, this that, is great. You're, you're standing in the bagel shop, and they're making it. They're rolling it right in front of you. They're yeah. baking it right in front of you. They're tossing it. Seeds are flying everywhere. Yep. Yeah. And you get to stand there. And you get to eat your hot, fresh bagels in the bag, and you're not putting anything on it. Right. right. But you're so so sure. That's like that's the ultimate. But when you're making a sandwich, I think, at least what we do here, all bagels have to be toasted. We, yeah. if you want it lightly toasted, we'll do it for you. But it's to really add that hydration back into it. It's to make it really nice and and chewy. And I think. It just makes our product that much better, which is also why we don't do like delivery services. Bagels have these, like I said to you, have like a life expectancy. So this bagel an hour from now isn't going to be the same as it was when I when I made it for you. So like if you don't eat it within the first little bit, yeah, it's not the same product. It's still a really tasty product. All of the elements are there, mm-hmm. but we love when people get to eat their bagels fresh. Right in here, crush it, and leave. I don't care if it takes you two seconds. Right. It makes such a difference. It does. It's so great that you have that, um, I I think the word would be like integrity, you know? I do. Really, (laughs) Marco and I have spoken about this before. One one of my favorite things that I've seen on the internet ever was this woman. I'm a lawyer, and I went to this restaurant in whatever, somewhere in Kentucky or Kansas, and you know, I asked for my food. I wanted takeout, and the owner refused to give it to me. And uh, and then the owner writes back. This is on a Yelp review, and he yeah. writes back. He goes, my food is designed to be made and enjoyed a certain way. As I explained to you that night, it's not going to be good. When you, And that's when I get complaints that, oh, my chicken parmesan wasn't crispy. Yeah. Of course it wasn't. We put it in a styrofoam container, and you ate it 45 minutes later. So he's like, I don't want that. Yeah. I know how I'm making it. And... Uh, Anyway, needless to say, the internet was all on this man's side, and that lawyer got roasted pretty well, and it was great. Integrity is is really important. You also have to balance selling your food, and sure. some people can't sit here and eat their sandwich, and, and as long as we give them the knowledge that it'll be better here, and it'll change a little bit as they go, yeah. and they make that decision, we have their money... Yes. And they have their food and they can decide what they want to do with it. Um, I hate when people, you know, complain that it wasn't what it was supposed to be, but I can only control so much. Sure. Fair. Fair enough. Um, This is not a bagel shop. No. That's what people need to realize. This is is a specialty. Uh, Like... It, we make good bagel sandwiches, but we don't. We're not a. We're not a bakery. You're not a bakery, right? right? And people need to realize that this is where you come when you want a proper bagel that is going to be the best breakfast you're gonna ever gonna have, or uh, the lunch that you deserve. It's it's just fantastic. Your hours are what for our listeners? Eight thirty to three o'clock every day, but Tuesday. Every day, but Tuesday. So don't come on a Tuesday. Tuesday is completely under- closed. Everyone is. All of my customers, I was really craving a bagel on Tuesday. Of course. Tuesday. Whatever day you would have been closed is the day they were craving a bagel. Tuesday. Right. I, it's, 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 I think it's awesome that you close on a Tuesday because most places will close on a Monday. So you're the, you're the Monday option. We are so busy on the weekend that we don't get to do 
what we need to do here in terms of like deep cleaning. Sure. I do all of my pickling on Mondays, so it's ready for the end of the week. So it's not like a fresh, fresh pickle. Um, we Mondays can typically be a lot slower, and so we get a handle on things. I'm able to restock on everything, make sure everything is like on point, cleaned, fresh, and then we Tuesday. We're good so to go. Tuesday. Tuesday. You is, don't come in. No, I come in sometimes. Oh, you still have to come in. As a business owner, I work seven days a week. Yeah. I, it never turns off. Right. Um, I try my best not to come in, but that doesn't mean that I'm not doing, like, back-end stuff, like right, accounting stuff, making sure all of, like, my things are ordered, my inventory is, is good. I do. I do everything for this place. Wow. So I do everything from the food to the accounting. Um, I do all of, like the social media stuff. I do all of the designing, like we have stickers, we have care cards, we have t-shirts, we have tote bags, like everything, everything that is in this space and what we offer, I do. Speaking of design, can we talk about the decor in this place? Because it's fantastic. (laughs) I opened with nothing on my walls. I wanted it to be clean and minimal. And I think the space is clean and minimal. I think it's really important. Um, It's kind of a no frill spot opening up a, a restaurant on a budget. I had no investors. I had no bank loans. I did this all on my own. Um, I had nothing on the walls and I was very okay with that. But it started to look a little bare and my mother said to me, you should put up the bat mitzvah photos. And I looked at her and I said, you're, you're nuts. What? I, I can't do that. I thought maybe three seconds longer and I said, you're a genius. <laughs> she was... She's a genius. I think these photos... So for our listeners... Yes, sorry. You co- no, it's fine. You come into this uh, restaurant, this place of business, and there are photos of you and your family. Yes. At your bat mitzvah. My siblings and my bat mitzvah. Okay. So a bat mitzvah happens when girls are 12 years old. My brother had a bar mitzvah, and we it was a different aesthetic. So okay. uh, his are kind of, his was done in Israel. Perfect. Very, very different. Okay. We were all at very awkward stages of life. We didn't, <laughs> not that these photos are any better, but we just looked a little, a little older and different and not as fun and cute. Right. So this happened when both my older sisters had their bat mitzvahs. So they range from. That's not you. That's me. Okay, that's, that's when you. I was 12. Okay. So a couple good. of photos from my bat mitzvah, um, two photos from my oldest sisters and one from my second sister. These photos can range in like, what, 27 years or something like that? They're in their original frame, original photo. It's it's, it's brilliant. (laughs) These hung up on my family, in my family, like the the house that I grew up at on our wall. It makes me so happy. Because you can, nothing has changed. You can tell it's it's a family place. It's your place. This is your family. This, this is your love. This is your business. And there's more yep. than it's more than just putting a knife through a piece of bread and slapping something yep. on. There's more. And if you feel it from the moment you walk in, this is the this is the ideal restaurant from Marco and 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 my perspective, a place where you don't feel like somebody is is it's about the profit and then the food was secondary. And when you feel I I. I I don't like to frequent those, uh, those those establishments a second time. You know, you get that vibe the first time, and you're like, ah. You're like, why, why am I why am I spending my hard-earned money on someone to make a lot of money, and they don't necessarily care about what they're doing? Yeah. And I think the Toronto food scene right now is all about that. So it's large restaurant corporations, large food groups making multiple restaurants, right. and you. 
yes, they can pay a lot of money for designers to design a space that makes you feel comfy and cozy and authentic and whatever authentic means and makes you feel like you're in a really cared for space, but you know that it's not real. You can <laughs> in, ta- in a you weird can sense, taste manufactured. It. Sure, yeah. it's contrived. I hate paying for bad food, yeah. and there's so much bad food that get, get that gets a ton of hype, um, and that make all of the lists and all of the best ofs and all of the you need to go here, and it's, in my opinion, it's garbage. Yep, and I can't stand it. Can you give us a tip on pickling and a tip like your number one tip on pickling and your number one tip on smoking? Smoking fish, that is. Mm-hmm. Tip on pickling. I think pickling is very subjective. Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, we we make our house-made pickles in-house, and they're not full pickles. So people ask them, are they like a kosher? What do you mean by not full pickle? They're not like a, a full cucumber. Pickle. Okay. So they're pickled slices. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we put them on sandwiches. We do it as sides. I don't have the space to have big jars of pickles to. But what about your like you pickle your onions? Yes. What What's a tip on pickling veggies like that? For example, do you have one? Or? Again, it comes to it comes to ratio. Okay. If you want a sweeter pickle, it's more sugar than your mm-hmm. acid than your salt. So you have to have like a few things in pickling. So you need to have your acid. So in my case, I use a lot of white vinegar and, and red wine vinegar. Okay. You need to have your sugar. So that can be, I use a white sugar. You could use brown sugar. You could use any other sweetener. And whatever flavoring. So our pickled red onions are straight up onion and nothing else. Okay. With our pickles, I add uh, pickling spices. So a lot of like juniper and chili flakes and garlic and uh, peppercorns, etc. Oh, bay okay. leaf, stuff like that. Um, in addition to adding my salt and my sugar. Right. Cool. So our pickles are really intense, so they're really vi- like vinegar-based, heavy on the vinegar, but really heavy on the pickling spices and really heavy on the sweetness. So it's not a sandwich pickle, it's not a kosher pickle, it's not a half-sour, it's none of that. It's A lox and pickle. I really should give you some pickles to try. They're like nothing you've ever had. Okay. Listen, get, we won't, yeah, yeah, we won't refuse. You do that, we'll, we'll just keep talking. All right, so uh, how would you rate the fancy fancy that you had? I would rate it as maybe the best bagel sandwich I've ever had. And, and, and I'm being sincere yeah. when I say this because that's how I feel. It was, it, it just, it makes me happy. And I'll tell you something. So, Lev, my wife's like, bring me home uh, breakfast. I was out one morning. She's like, bring me home some breakfast, right? So, I was going to try a bagel place up the street. So, I, Lev is just getting pickles. That's why she's so, you hear her so distant. But, so, I go there and... To say I was unimpressed doesn't begin to describe it. So then I was like, all right, F this place. I'm going to where I know I can get a proper bagel. And I came here uh-huh. and I was like, F that place. I'm never going back. Brought it home. And I was like, oh my God, you brought me lox and like, What did you do? I just thought you were going to get me a muffin or something. I said, you wanted breakfast. And I'm like, and she's like, this, and it made her day. It made her day. What do you think of these pickles? I love them. Very tart, very intense. sweet. Intense. Yeah. It's perfect. I love That's it. how we describe it. They're intense pickles. Do you have chili flakes in this too? Mm-hmm. This is the one that has all those? Yeah. Too? I mean, they're not spicy in any way. It's just part of my pickling spice right. blend. It's um, so good. We add garlic. We add fresh dill when we do the pickling. It's like 
Speaking Simple. of spice blend, I've been wanting to ask about this. In my view right now are five bottles. Mm -hmm. Montreal steak spice, dill, something that looks like chia seeds, but it's probably black pepper. Yes. Black pepper, pastrami spice, and then uh, pickling pickle. spice. Where do you use these? Is this with the fish? Um... Pickling is for my cucumber pickles. Yeah. Uh, pastrami is for our pastrami locks, and we make that blended house. Black pepper for everything. everything. Um, I used the Montreal Steak Spice seasoning as a smoked fish special. Mm -hmm. So I put it on our fillets, and so it adds that like extra flavor to it. That was a that was a special sandwich that I haven't made in a bit. Okay. Um, and then well, you have the steak dill. spice if you need to use it again. It's there. Yeah. It is available yeah. to you. I like to use the, the steak spice for hot smoking salmon. Okay. It like really, I think people really loved that cold smoked Montreal steak spiced flavored fish. Um, I just thought it was like kind of intense for people. Mm. And then the dill, so you use the dill, dry dill I, I, and then you use fresh dill. I also, never use it? dry dill anymore. That was okay. also for a dill, a, a lemon dill cured Smoked salmon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk smoked salmon. So mm -hmm. you get salmon. We get in fresh fillets of Atlantic salmon. Um, it's farmed Atlantic salmon, and people are like, oh, farm salmon, right. just the worst. And we say, I need fresh fish 12 months of the year, and I need it to be consistent in its sizing and its fat content. Mm. And so we use farmed salmon. And, and also you want your, your stuff to be affordable, right? If you're it, using, oh, if my you, gosh. Like, well, Pacific is crazy. If... Yeah. if People already complain about pricing of Your things. pricing is great. Uh, I don't understand why they complain. I I could have been like another bagel shop and I could have made my sandwiches to be right. seventeen dollars. Yeah. Why didn't that a thing? <laughs> oh boy, okay. Listen, right. you know what? I hate a place that is um, treats me like I'm a fucking idiot. Right? Like I don't know better. I hate that shit. That's why I hate going to certain Italian restaurants. When 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 my plate of a simple pasta and you're charging me 25, 30 bucks yeah. for that, go fuck yourself. Yeah, well, That's not at the end of the day, you're not their a client. No, and it's so true. you should leave. Yeah, and I and do. And I feel the same way about Indian and Pakistani restaurants. There's a place up here on the street. Already I was angry at like, you know, beer used to be twenty ounces. You mm -hmm. find twenty ounces once in a while. Eighteen is more and they call that a pint, even though it's not fine. 16 some places this place had a 14 ounce it was a flute glass beer for nine bucks so already i'm angry already i'm angry now your food better be out of this world and it wasn't and that's the last time yeah. i'll ever go there and there's exactly that feeling of like you're treating me like i'm a fucking idiot and there's probably plenty yeah. in the neighborhood who will come here and eat this and, and be just grateful but i can't be this i can't be this person and, but you're making that decision so you say okay i've been here once i found it either too expensive for what i'm getting i didn't like it i won't come back no one is forcing you to go there right and so you've made that decision and you were quiet about it yeah. great go on we have it <laughs> i'm on, i'm going to go on a rant right now because Do we it. recently just got this review and it was one word a one star review and i don't love to i read all the reviews cuz i think it's entertaining but i i learned to not take it personally right. and it one word one star it said expensive and there are so many things that i want to respond yeah but I've learned to not really respond. Have you anymore. responded in the past? And it's, in the past, it's I have. I've said good. I've said thank you to the people who have given me positive reviews. Right. And for very specific reviews, I've responded saying, if it was completely not like a not 
true of a situation that they've described or if I if we have reasoning behind something yeah. we do have ways that we do things and a lot of people don't love that but it's how we do it and I'm not holding a gun to make you come here nope. and eat my food so that that's my point is I'm not sure what you want to pay for something. In the most part, you want it to be free, and that's just not possible. Right. So it's not expensive. We live in one of the most expensive cities in North America, all right? And I've always said your price point for your what you give is the, one of the most fantastic deals in this city. That's all I can say. I mean, I don't want to dwell on a bad review because I'm sure your great reviews eclipse it yes. many times yes. over, right? But you remember yeah. the bad, obviously. Of course, but listen, um, I, I can tell you what I remember is always having a bagel experience that is on point and consistent, like you said. So so kudos to you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank I also you. think that it shows a great <laughs> level of, please, it shows a great level of uh, business owner maturity on your part. You have to remember, because people will dwell on that one word, one star. And of course it goes to your heart. But also you got to sometimes look and be like, well, we got lineups out the door on weekends. We got people, we have loyal customers. And the fact that you're focusing on the positive and letting those things slide, I think that's very mature. And not everyone has that. Mm -hmm. And in my mind, if I was a business owner, good, stay out. Yeah. Compared to what, I mean, I'm thinking already yeah. like seven different ways. I don't know if and, I have and, it. And that goes through my mind. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm in the business. I want to make people happy through food, yeah. right? I want people to enjoy the experience. I want people to come back. I want them to be a fan. And for the most part, we have like a 99% return rate. It's sure. amazing. And so when those reviews come through or we have people who might have had a bad experience, that one little thing hurts a little bit. But, but it, 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 it's kind of crazy also, right? Yes. Like I've learned in comedy, we all, comedians, will you know be killing in a room of 200, but there's that one table yeah. of four not laughing, and why should that bother you? That is the minuscule percentage of the room, but they're there, arms, yeah. and then finally, you know, m most of us in our early years will be like, man, what does it yeah. take to, we no. could have just no. ignored it, and we could have been, of, but you addressed them, and it, it's a, it's a similar thing here where you just have to be like, I'm I'm, I'm doing well. I don't want to end on a bullshit review. What, what are some of the what are some of the standout things from reviews that people have said that you were like, wow, yeah, that's really fact, touching. Speaking of bullshit reviews, if you ever want perspective, just go on these review sites and read our oh. table of 12. Uh, my grandmother asked for ranch sauce and it took 15 minutes to get, you'll realize that no, you I, cannot please I everybody. I read it for entertainment. Sure. And I, yeah. I read like, other businesses that I do like to follow. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every, no one, people have opinions and they love sharing them, especially yeah. in this day and age where you can be faceless behind a yeah. computer screen and say whatever the fuck you want mm. and it happens. I, thought, I think yeah. it was a Russian hack. That, maybe the, not even, the nice reviews are reviews when they, it's people who, who know us. It's people who say, you know, Lev and Maggie are amazing. Like, they, we love coming here. They've witnessed our children grow up. Like, the food is exceptional. Best smoked salmon in the city. Like, we get a ton of them. Don't get me wrong. And, and it, I don't want to sound, like, shitty, but, like, we get it all the time. It feels really lovely, and I'm so, like, it's so wonderful to hear. 
I know Shitty. You're not Shitty. Shitty's just <laughs> sitting beside me right now. Hey. 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 You shouldn't be so mean to him. Yeah. He's mean oh, to me. Oh, oh so come on. He never win. He never win. Let him get it. Why don't you get it, huh? I send you look. Look what I'm going about to do. Oh, amazing. It's that time. What's in Marco's mouth? That's right. What's in Marco's mouth? It's nothing dirty. Really guessing. Really messing. Let's find out. What's in Marco's mouth? I wasn't sure if you were going to bring. Oh, I bring everything. Yeah. So I like put it in the bag. I also kind of got something kind of simple, but. Perfect. Not at the same time. No, that's great. I mean, no, it's simple. It's simple. If uh, if he doesn't get it, we get. We should explain so, what's going on. Oh right well, it's uh, it's that time. I was assuming that the uh, the theme would have played. Oh, that's right. The theme right? did play. Okay. And it's what's in Marco's mouth is what's happening, and uh, he's going to put something a food item in his Which mouth. Which you don't know because I don't know Lev, either. Lev provided this. No. But I'm going to see it. Oh, you're going to see I it. I have that's the right. gift okay. of sight. All right. But I was so worried about what I was going to choose. Like this actually gave me a little bit of stress. No way. <laughs> well, that's good. But then you I just chose something. And I said whatever. Yeah. Um. Okay, do you so, want to just eat it? Do you want me to explain anything? Don't explain. I don't want to explain anything the about top. the food, but don't I do. Explain. I just all I need to know is: Are you going to place it in my hand? I'll place it in your hand. Great. Okay. Perfect. Um, I do want to say though that I didn't make this. That's fine. That's fine. But it's a really important part of what what we offer here. Okay. Oh. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. So it's round. It's like round. <laughs> Not like a bagel, it's smaller. It's almost the size of, it fits in the size of your, in, in, in the palm of your hand. So the size of the inner part of your palm. Oh, it smells, oh, this is, this is, this is my world. It smells sweet. <laughs> it's ready. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm feeding this guy okra and bitter melon and God knows <laughs> what. What was the thing you poisoned me with? Uh, uh, oh, no, that's coming, that's coming up. That's coming up. <laughs> yeah, we, can't, yeah. we can't mention that one. But like, it was like one thing he had. There's been lots of things. Oh, poison oh this, is this is, the, so <laughs> it's sweet. Cookie like it's got like a a thin layer of um, um, this reminds me of when I lived in New York. Um, this is uh, it's got a soft cookie like flavor um, texture to it. You're, it really kind of like the tooth of it is really soft, and it has like a layer of this part tastes different. This first day is this different. This first day is different. Good not job. Bad, huh? Ooh, not bad. I'm impressed. This is my training. This what? is what I've created here. I'm impressed. This is a cookie, but it tastes... What the hell is this? <laughs> so, I, I knew it would be a good choice. I either thought you would get it immediately. This is like it has two... two... Oh, he did it together. <laughs> I love this. this I didn't think it would be so hard. A, this is a black and white cookie. Yeah. Like I had in New York. Like, is that what it is? Yeah. Mother. Black and white. Look at it, you. You did it. It um, it tasted, I tasted the chocolate. I said I was going to taste chocolate, and then I tasted it again. I'm like, <laughs> it, it's gone. But it's I, different. Um, yeah, it's different. Did I say it was different? Yeah, it's a black and white cookie. So it's a cookie you that has it. chocolate frosting on one side and uh, vanilla Okay, that's it. All, that's all I gotta say. Thank you very much. Oh, Good wow. night. I'm done. You do the rest of the talking. Do, do you feel impressed? I'm with so yourself? impressed. I always shit the bed on the on this segment. Yeah, yeah, I never yeah, yeah. really he's get batting, it right. Uh, oh. He's batting like ten percent. Oh no, no, no so 30, I made it too easy. Thirty-two percent. Oh, have you calculated? Yeah, yeah. It? I think it was thirty-two. But I got I got a couple recently, so maybe I'm I'm close to forty percent. I think what this brings me to forty percent. Thank you. you very much. 
Wow, I'm impressed. I'm happy. I will have the rest of my week is 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 golden because of this right now. Great. Well, that's great. And so, why, tell us why this is an important part of your business. You're saying we don't do many dessert options, and that's also because I I want to serve good product, and I want to be very specific with what I I sell. Um, and a black and white is so the motto aside from like all of the the real mottos of the business is to to be very classic like i think there are so many trendy restaurants right now and trendy food things that those things die like trends die but classics live forever and a bagel locks and cream cheese is a is a classic sandwich um a black and white cookie is a classic a classic cookie uh yes it's from new york it's not toronto it's not montreal I used to eat these when I lived in New York. That's why I was but like, but they're the size of like your they're, face. They're they're huge. That's why it's like it can't be that because, or I didn't even think it can't be that. But yeah. I was like, I remember the, eating these in New York. I remember this. This feels like New York to me. But it 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 kind of gave me a mind fuck because I'm like, you do Montreal style, mm-hmm. like you don't do New York style. So why am I? And then I was like, uh, dismissing that. It's but it just was, it's a classic sweet, not necessarily Jewishy, but like in my mind, like Jewishy, like Seinfeld talks about it. Mm. Treat. That's simple that I don't have to put much work into. Like, we don't bake them here. Um, I bring them in from, like, a cookie distribution. You can't find black and whites everywhere in Toronto. So I thought it was a really good, simple, quick, sweet little treat that people can get their little paws on and and try it and be like, wow, this is awesome. And then we get to kind of share what a black and white cookie is, that it's more cake-like than cookie-like. Half chocolate ganache, half vanilla. These ones have a little hint of lemon. They're just like a delicious little sweet treat. And I think it goes really well after eating a nice bagel to have a nice little end to it. Yeah. And we're very, I, I'm a traditionalist. I'm, I like classic. And so we do uh, like a, a very short list of sweet rotation. So I'll do like a chocolate babka or like a, a rogelach, something like that. With all of like the Jewish holidays, I, I'll bake hamantashen for Purim coming up or... Um, for Hanukkah, I used what to is do. I don't know it's is. like the triangular cookie that's usually like filled with either like a jam or chocolate oh, yeah. or okay. or a poppy seed filling stuff like that. It's like a yeah, the shape that's of a great. triangle. Yeah. Um, I folded right? Is it folded? Yeah. Folded so in. so you you take like a circular. <laughs> I know. Listen, I know. I know. Yeah. I know my sweets. Yeah, man. See, folded. The problem is he never gives me sweet. You never give me sweet uh, things, right? You give me right. sweet things, I will get it every single fucking no, time. Anyway, sorry, you were saying you folded. So we just we just do very classic things and I thought that a black and white oh. you know you, you do classic things but I also feel like having but the well. pickled onions and the regular onions and having the alfalfa sprouts I feel like your interpretations are still they might be in line with classic but they are like uniquely you're right too. you're right but they're not like overly I hate myself for saying this term but like they're not overly chefy yeah so you it. can go to maybe another bagel spot and it's way too chefy. It's like they're giving you a potato. Oh, I talk you know what? It's bullshefy because it's bullshit, bullshit chefy. Because you are a chef who does is on point with what you what you produce. I love lox and schmear. Lev, I only knew you really well this last forty five minutes, but I love what you do. I love you. I love this place. I <laughs> recommend you. people come to ten thirty St. Clair Avenue West. And experience what we had at Locks and Schmier. I love you for bringing me here. Yeah, and he knew it was a risk because he was—he knows like, I'm kind of a snob about Montreal things. Well, you you know things say, that are classically. What's your Montreal. bagel shop in Montreal? 
Well, I'm happy in either St. Vieter or Fairmont. I'll be honest with you, both mm-hmm. have made me very happy. It's yeah. like, what are we really talking about here? You know what I mean? Like mandarins versus tangerine. I mean, they're <gasps> both delicious. I mean, it's not, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think they're both great. I think in the end, somebody might have a service issue in one of them and then be like, oh, not forget that place. But really, you're not kicking anybody out of bed for bringing either of those bag- bagels no. to you. So I'm, I'm really happy in either of those spots. And then they, they brought them to the grocery stores in the suburbs where my parents live. So you're, you know, you're always, you're always happy. And okay, with that answer, you can stay for this. Okay, yeah. great. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> you can stay. Yeah. I've, been, I've been here the entire <laughs> time. Um, but I love you for bringing me here, and I really enjoyed what I had today. And I think you're, awesome. you're a master of your craft. Thank you. So thank you, Lev. Thank you. Lev, thank you so much for being part of Eat and Drink. Any final things you want to say to our listeners and your possible customers who might be listening? If you want amazing smoked salmon, bagels, and cream cheese, this is the spot. There you go. Couldn't Agreed. Myself. Agreed. All right, I'm Ali Hassan. I'm Marco Timpano. This is Lev Levine. Until we eat again. We hope you got your fill of Eat and Drink with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter at Podcast Eat Drink. Email them your cocktail and food suggestions to podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next episode, bottoms up. <laughs> <laughs>